Good morning, good morning. <clears throat> Hello, family. Yes, I am on today. And uh, we are getting ready to get in the word. Thank you for uh, being so understanding about yesterday. We had a very, very long day. We're very, we were very, very tired. Um, but we are here today, and God is good, and he is faithful. And um, i trying to think of where everyone here. And we had a wonderful service on Sunday, but my name is Pastor Jeremy. Welcome to the full 180. And we are going to pray. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Lord, we ask right now, God, that you would cleanse us, Lord. I just ask your forgiveness now. Lord, I ask that you would wash me, Lord. I repent of my sin, Lord. I take a full 180, Lord, and turn the opposite way of any thought that I've had that is not pleasing to you or that is against you or that is sinful, Lord. Any action, any words, or anything I've done, Lord, I ask you to forgive me, Lord. I repent of my sins, Lord, and I thank you for your mercy and I thank you for your grace, Lord, and I ask right now, God, that you would just wash me clean right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. <clears throat> Cast me not away from thy presence. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of my salvation, Lord, and renew a right spirit in me. In the name of Jesus. And he said, he took the bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us take the symbol of his broken body together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And he took the cup and he, he blessed it. And he said, this is the blood of my new covenant. And he said, it's for the forgiveness of the sins of the whole world. And he said, do this in remembrance of me, Lord. We thank you for your blood that was shed. We could never thank you or repay you enough in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've got something in my eye. I think I got an eyelash in my eye. Well, here we are, full 180 family. It is Tuesday. We are going to read Luke 8 and 9. And I'm also going to give you the new scriptures for this week for the 100. All righty, here we go. Luke 8, and as always in the Amplified Version. It says, Ministering Women. <clears throat> Soon afterward, Jesus began going around from city to city, the village to another, and village to another, preaching and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve disciples were with him, and also some women who had been healed of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene from the city of Magdala in Galilee, from whom seven demons had come out, and Joanna, the wife of a uh, the wife of Chusa, Herod's household steward, and Suzanne, many others who were contributing to. Hold on one second here. <clears throat> Stuart and Susanna, and many others who were contributing to the support, uh, their support out of their private meals, as was custom for a rabbi's disciples. Parable of the sower, that when a large crowd was gathered together and people from city after city were coming to him, he spoke to them using a parable. The sower went out to sow, <clears throat> to sow his seeds as he sowed. Some fell beside the road, and it was trampled underfoot, and the birds of the sky ate it up. And some seed fell on shallow soil, covering the rocks, and as soon as it sprouted, it withered away because it had no moisture. <clears throat> Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up, grew with it, and choked it out. And some fell into good soil, 
and grew up and produced a crop a hundred times as great. And he said these things, and he called, and then uh, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear and heed my words. Now his disciples began asking him what the parable meant, and he said, To you, to you who who have been chosen, it has been granted to know and recognize the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Of the kingdom of God. But to the rest it is in parables, so that <clears throat> though seeing they, they may not see, and hearing they may not hear. Now the meaning of the parable is this, the seed is the word of God concerning eternal salvation. <clears throat> Pardon me, those beside the road are people who have heard, and then the devil comes and takes the message of God away from their hearts, so that they will not believe in me as the Messiah and be saved. Those on the rocky star are the people who, when they hear and receive, welcome the word with joy, but have no firmly grounded root. They believe for a while, and in time, in, in time of trial and temptation, they fall away from me and abandon their faith. The seed which fell among the thorns are the ones who have heard, but as they go on their way, they are suffocated with the anxieties and riches and pleasures of this life, and they bring no fruit to maturity. But as for that seed in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the word of a good and noble heart and hold on to it tightly and bear fruit, and bear fruit with patience. Parable of the lamp. Now no one lights a lamp and then covers it with a container to hide it or puts it under a bed. Instead, he puts it on a lampstand so that those who come in may see the light, for there is nothing hidden that will not become evident or anything secret that will not be known and come out into the open. So be careful you, how you listen, for whoever has a teachable heart to him, more understanding will be given. And whoever does not have a longing for truth, even what he thinks he has will be taken away from him. When Jesus' mother and his brothers came up toward him, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, your mother and your brothers are standing outside asking to see you. But he answered, my mother and my brothers, these are whom <clears throat> listen to the word of God and do it. Jesus calms the scene. Now one, now on one of those days, Jesus and his disciples got into a boat and he said to them, let us cross over to the other side of the lake, the Sea of Galilee. I have been there and it is beautiful. One of my favorite places in Israel. <clears throat> so they set out, but as as they were sailing, fell asleep, and a fierce gale of wind swept down as, <clears throat> as if though through a wind tunnel on the lake. And they began to be swamped and were in great danger. And they came to Jesus and woke him, saying, Master, Master, we are about to die. He got up and rebuked the wind and the raging, violent waves, and they ceased, and it became calm, a perfect peacefulness. And he said to them, Where is your faith? Your, constant, your confidence in me. They were afraid and astonished, saying to one another, Who then is this that commands even the winds of the sea to obey him? The demoniac cured, and when they sailed to the country of the uh, oh, Gerasenes, that's a different pronunciation, which is east of Galilee. Now when Jesus stepped out, um, out, of, out on land, he was met by a man from the city of Gerasa, who was possessed with demons for a long time and had worn no clothes and was not living in a house but amongst tombs. Seeing Jesus, he cried out with a terrible voice from the depths of his throat and fell down before him in dread and terror and shouted loudly, What business do we have in common with each other, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me before the appointed time of judgment. Now he was already commanding the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for it had seized him violently many times and he kept under guard 
and he was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles, but he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the desert. When Jesus asked him, what is your name? And he answered, Legion, because many demons had entered him. They continually begged him not to command them to go into the abyss. <coughs> now a large herd of pigs was feeding there on the mountain. The demons begged Jesus to allow them to enter the pigs and he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs and the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake that was and was drowned. <coughs> Pardon me. When the herdsmen saw what had happened, they ran away and told the city and out in the country. And people who came out to see what had happened, <coughs> they came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone out, sitting at Jesus' feet, clothed, and in his right mind, mentally healthy. And they were frightened. Those who had seen it told them how the man had been demon-possessed and had been healed. Then all the people of the country of the Gerasenes and the surrounding district gave... <coughs> asked him to leave them because they were overwhelmed with fear. So Jesus got into the boat and returned to the west side of the Sea of Galilee. But the man whom the demon had gone out kept begging him, pleading to go with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return home and tell about all the great things God has done for you. So the man went away, proclaiming throughout the whole city what, the, what great things Jesus had done for him. Miracles of healing now. <coughs> Sorry, as Jesus was returning to Galilee, the people welcomed him. For they had all been expecting him. Now a man named Jairus, a synagogue official, came to him, and he fell at Jesus' feet and began begging him to come to his house. <coughs> Sorry, for he had only an only daughter, about 12 years old, and she was dying. But Jesus went, and the people were crowding against him, almost crushing him. And a woman, pardon me, oh, I hope I'm still so tired, pardon me, uh, who had suffered from a hemorrhage for 12 years, and had spent all her money on physicians and could not be healed by anyone, came up behind him and touched the fringe of his outer robe. Sorry, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Jesus said, who touched me? While they were all denying it, Peter and those who were with him said, <coughs> sorry, Master, the people are crowding and pushing against you, but Jesus said, someone did touch me because I was aware that power to heal had gone out of me. When the woman saw that she had not escaped notice, she came up trembling and fell down before him. She declared, <coughs> sorry, in the presence of all the people, the reason why she had touched him, and how she had been immediately healed. He said to her, daughter, your faith, your personal trust and confidence in me has made you well. Go in peace, untroubled, dis undisturbed well-being. Well-being. <coughs> Pardon me. While he was still speaking, someone from the synagogue official house came and said to Jairus, Your daughter is dead. Do not inconvenience the teacher any further. But Jesus, hearing this, answered him, Do not be afraid any longer. Only believe and trust in me and have faith in my ability to do this. And she will be made well. When he came to the house, he allowed no one except him, <coughs> no one to enter with him except Peter and John and James, the girl's father and mother. <coughs> now they were all weeping loudly and mourning for her. But he said, Do not weep. For she is not dead, but is sleeping. Then they began laughing at and scor scornfully at him and ridiculing him, knowing <coughs> without any doubt that she was dead. But Jesus took her, took hold of her hand and spoke the, to the, and spoke, saying, "Child, arise!" And her spirit returned, and she got up immediately. And he ordered that she be given something to eat. Her parents were greatly astonished by the miracle, but he instructed them to tell no one what had happened.
ministry of the twelve. Now Jesus called together the twelve disciples and gave them the right to exercise power, authority over all demons and to heal the diseases. <clears throat> then he sent them out on a brief journey to preach the kingdom of God and perform healing. And he said to them, Take nothing for your journey that might encumber you, neither a walking stick nor bag, or nor bread nor money, and don't even have two tunics apiece. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that city to go to another. And as you as for all those who do not welcome you, when you leave that city, shake the dust off your feet, breaking all ties with them. <coughs> and testimony against them that they rejected my message. So they began going from village to village, preaching the gospel and healing the sick everywhere. Now Herod Antipas, the tetrarch, tetrarch who governed the portion of Palestine, including Galilee and Perea, heard about all that had, was being done by Jesus and was thoroughly perplexed because it was said by some that John the Baptist, whom he had ordered, beheaded, pardon me, had been raised from the dead by others. And by others that Elijah had appeared by others, that one of the other prophets of old had been resurrected. <clears throat> Herod said, I personally had John beheaded. Who is this man about whom I hear such things? And he kept trying to see Jesus. <laughs> Pardon me. And when the disciples returned, they told him all that they had done. He took them with him and he privately withdrew across the Jordan to a city called Bethsaida. But when the crowds learned of it, they followed him and, were, and he welcomed them and began talking to them about the kingdom of God and healing all those who had needed healing. 5,000 fed. Now the day was ending and the 12 disciples came and said to him, send, a crowd, send the crowd away so that they may go into the surrounding villages and countryside and find lodging and get provisions because we are here in an isolated place. But he said to them, you give them something to eat. They said, we have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless perhaps we go buy food for all these people, for there were about 5,000 men. And he said to his disciples, have them sit down to eat in groups of about 50 each. They did so and had them sit down and he took about five, he took the five loaves and the two fish and he looked up to heaven and gave thanks and blessed them and broke them and kept giving them to the disciples to set before the crowd. They all ate and were completely satisfied and the broken pieces which they had left over were abundant and were picked up 12 baskets full. <clears throat> now it happened that as Jesus <clears throat> was praying <clears throat> privately, the disciples were with him. And he asked them, who do the crowds say that I am? They answered, John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say one of the ancient prophets has come back to life. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Peter replied, Christ, the Messiah, the anointed of God. But he strictly warned and admonished them not to tell this to anyone, saying, the Son of Man must suffer many things to be and be rejected as the Messiah by the elders and chief priests and the scribes, Sanhedrin, Jewish high court, and be put to death and on the third day be raised up from death to life. And he was saying to them, Oh, if anyone wishes to follow me as my disciple, he must deny himself, set aside selfish interests, and take up his cross daily, expressing a willingness to endure whatever may come and following. Follow me, believing in me, conforming to my example in living, and if need be suffering or perhaps dying because of faith in me, for whoever wishes to save his life in this world will eventually lose it through death, but whoever loses his life in this world for my sake... He is the one who will save it from the consequences of sin and separation from God. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, wealth, fame, success, and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed here and now of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in, uh, in his glory and the glory of the Heavenly Father and the holy angels. But I will tell you truthfully, there are those, some among those standing here 
who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God transfiguration. <clears throat> now about eight days after these teachings, he took along Peter, John, and James, and went to the mountain to pray, and he was praying, and the appearance of his face became different, and actually transformed, and his clothing became white, and flashing with brilliance of lightning. And behold, two men were talking with him, and they were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory, and were speaking of his departure from the earthly life, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Now Peter and those who were with him had been overcome with sleep, and they were fully and when they were fully awake, they saw the, his glory and splendor and majesty and with the, and the two men who were standing with him. And as these men, Moses and Elijah, were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is delightful and good for us to be here. We should make three sacred tents, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not really what they were saying. But even as he was saying this, a cloud formed and began to overshadow them. And they were greatly afraid because they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son. My chosen one listened to him and obey and yield to him. When the voice had ceased, Jesus was found there alone, and they kept silent and told no one <clears throat> at that time of the things that they had seen concerning the divine manifestation. On the next day when they came down from the mountain, a large crowd met him, and a man from the crowd shouted for help. Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, because he is my only child, and a spirit seized him. And suddenly he cries out, and it throws him into convulsion, so that he foams at the mouth. And only with great difficulty does it leave him, mauling and bruising him as it leaves. I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, You unbelieving and perverted generation, how long shall I be with you and put up with you? Bring your son here to me. <clears throat> Even while the boy was coming, the demon slammed him down and threw him into a violent convulsion. But Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the boy and gave him back to his father. They were all amazed, practically overwhelmed at the evidence of the greatness of God and his majesty and his wondrous work. But while they were still awed by everything Jesus was doing, he said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed and handed over to men who are his enemies. However, they did not understand this statement. Its meaning was kept hidden from them, so they would not grasp it, and they would they were afraid to ask him about it. The test of greatness. An argument started among them, <clears throat> to which of them might be the greatest, surpassing all others in esteem and authority. But Jesus, knowing what they were thinking in their heart, took a child and had him stand beside him. And he told them, whoever welcomes this child in my name welcomes me. Whoever welcomes me also welcomes him who sent me. For the one who is least among of you, among all of you, that is the one who is genuinely humble, the one with the realistic self-view, he is the one who is truly great. John replied, Master, we saw someone driving out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow along with us. But Jesus told him, Do not stop him, for he who is not against you is for you. Now when it was time was approaching for him to be taken up to heaven, he was determined to go to Jerusalem to fulfill his promise. purpose. Sorry, He sent messengers ahead of him, and they were, went to a Samaritan village to make arrangements for him. But the people would not welcome him because he was traveling toward Jerusalem. When his disciples came, John, James and John saw this. They said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and destroy them? But he turned and rebuked them, and he said, You do not know what kind of spirit you are. For the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they journeyed on to another village, extracting disciples. Sorry, exacting discipleship. And as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus told them, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests. The Son of Man has no place to lay his head. He said to another, 
follow me, accepted me as master and teacher. But he said, Lord, allow me first to go and bury my father. But he said, allow the spiritually dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and spread the news about the kingdom of God. Another also said, I will follow you, Lord, as your disciple. But first, let me say goodbye to those at my home. Jesus said to him, no one has to no one who has put no one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back to the things behind is fit for the kingdom of God. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. I am so glad you were with me. Here we go. The scriptures for this week. I was supposed to post them yesterday, but my day got full and I got tired last night. So uh, let me give you the two scriptures and I'll post them and text them to everybody on our on our text in church. It's Joshua 1.8 and we're always in the New King James Version, okay? The, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but it shall meditate, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe and do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. That's Joshua 1 8. 2 Timothy 3 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, or that's correction or reprimand. For correction, for instruction in righteousness, 2 Timothy 3.16. Alrighty, I'll post those later. Lord, I thank you for this day. Lord, we put on the whole armor of God today. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness. We shot our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We put on the helmet of salvation. We take our shield of faith, Lord, and the sword of your spirit, which is your word and your spirit. Lord, we love you today. Lord, we worship and magnify you today. Let us walk. We will walk in your word. We will walk in the spirit and we will walk in faith today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I love you, and I'll see you tomorrow for the full one.